the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this last day of May. Uh, May the 31st here. I feel a lot better, folks, than I did yesterday. I had a really bad uh, sinus headache yesterday. Much better mood today. Uh, got a great show on tonight. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit of the AFC South. We're having some OTAs here. Talk about the AFC South. And also um, Colorado. Wow, their schedule got released. Fox and ESPN putting nationally televised games for Colorado. Let's see how Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, I'll talk about uh, that, their season. And kudos to Clayton Kershaw, uh, finally pushing back here. I uh, will tease that. We'll go ahead and hit our uh, first and only break, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportsco followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and Sportscope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. And I'm back here live. Okay, interesting story here. Now, we know that uh, Deion Sanders took the Colorado job, Colorado Buffalo job, uh, 1-11 last year, uh, a lot of unorthodox speeches. He's telling, hey, listen, guys, you, you probably want to get in the portal. I mean, he was very blunt and straight up about it. I, I will say this, and this is something other people aren't saying about this, and that is he's brutally honest with the players. You know, I don't like a coach who tells me one thing and does another. Instead of saying, hey, you know, everybody's going to get an equal opportunity. We're going to try you guys out. Uh, you're going to be competition. He's like, no, listen, some of you might want to get in that portable, that that portable, uh, porthole, uh, transfer portal. <laughs> but uh, interesting article came out of The Athletic today. Uh, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic says, uh, that that Deion Sanders has convinced Fox and ESPN to put uh, the, the Colorado on uh, uh, on national TV. This is the most times. Let me check this out, Pickles. This is the most. Time, they were one and eleven last year. Uh, they will appear on uh, the first two big noon kickoff games this fall. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, the Colorado will open up at TCU. Remember, TCU played for a national championship last year. And then they've got uh, this big noon kickoff. They will play Nebraska at home. Now, remember, TCU, Sonny Dykes went undefeated last year. Now, they did lose a lot of players, though. Uh, they, you know, they've, they've got their quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, wide receivers in the NFL. They've got some guys that, that's moved on, essentially. And Nebraska has got former uh, Carolina uh, Panthers coach Matt Rule. So they're going to be much better. Uh, both teams will be much better here. Uh, one will be on the road. One will be at home. This big noon kickoff is uh, a couple of things here, folks. Uh, this article says, Colorado, this will be the first time since 1990. We're talking 30, what, 30, uh, 33 years, Pickles. 33 years that they had the first three games all aired on national TV or ESPN. Uh, it's had two games, ESPN's main network, and all last season, none on ESPN five last year. <laughs> so uh, 
a lot of expectations coming from uh, this Colorado team uh, opening day in Boulder. Now, they will be playing against Nebraska. So you're saying, man, I'm thinking like you, but I mean, Nebraska and Colorado, that used to be a huge game, you know, 20 years ago. And now it, it, it's going to get a lot of hype. Now, this team has brought in 50. I'm not exaggerating here. According to this article, 50 new players. Only 12 players have uh, been left over uh, uh, since he made his speech and uh, said a few of you, more than a few, might want to get in that transfer portal. Might want to get in that in that portal. So, uh, you know, so this is some big-time publicity for this Colorado team. Uh you know, the more I think about it, it looks like you're uh, you're getting a lot of players here. That is a lot of turnover uh, to to put on the team here. Now he's Schroeder Sanders. His his son will be the quarterback. Now this Travis Hunter guy also transferred. He was a number one cornerback in the country. Uh, Deion Sanders got him to go to uh, Jackson State, the HBC college here. Uh, over uh, Florida State here, Travis Hunter, number one corner. You know, hey, you know, Dion played. Uh, Dion played cornerback at the highest level possible. He he convinced this guy to go to Jackson State, and now he has transferred over here uh, with with his son Schroeder Sanders here. So, uh, really good coaching staff looks like. Uh, you know, fifty players. And it looks like, and, and this is this is what I mentioned the other day, and I didn't get really a chance to dive into this, is it looks like he's trying to be one and done. You know, it looks like that 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 um that that Deion Sanders he he's wanting to be one and done here. And and I'm pretty sure that the administrators at the University of Colorado said, Hey, look, we're one and eleven. You know, maybe that's okay. Maybe we can get a better assistant here if he can win eight or nine games here. If he can win uh, eight or nine games out of this 12 from 1 and 11 and be in quite a few of these games, uh, there's a good possibility. Now, he has recruited pretty well. He uh, They were number one in transfer portal, obviously. He got 50 players. Uh, but they were number 20. And recruiting rankings, according to 24-7, this past year. And, and the guy was hired in, what, uh, December? Something like that. He was hired in December after uh, saying God told him to uh, coach Jackson State. You know, I kind of, you know, kind of shake my head at that, you know, for only three years at Jackson State. But, of course, hey, he dominated there from the jump. Uh, but they did get the, you know, top 20, 36 next year. For Colorado, that's pretty good from where they were a one in eleven team. So my thing is, what he'll probably do, what he's probably telling these kids in private, that in a roundabout way, in air quotes, uh, if if I get another job somewhere else, you know, uh, an SEC job, uh, what if uh, Florida State's get, what if they get frustrated with Mike Norvell? Uh, what, what if they what if they decide to fire him and bring in Deion Sanders there? Uh, if I if I get this other job, you guys just jump in the portal and follow me there. Now, of course, <laughs> Travis Hunter that would be another transfer for him. I think he's a, a sophomore this year. Uh, he's a, a sophomore junior. Either way, it, it's a lot of jumping around, and it's a lot of hype here. Uh, which is going to amp up the competition there uh, against Colorado. Now, I did look at their schedule. It's not as cut and dry as I thought it would be. Uh, I thought that they would be a lot smoother than what it is. And quite frankly, this schedule this schedule may keep uh, Dion there for one more year. Uh, you know, they, they opened up at TCU. That's going to be the Fox Big Noon game. By the way, these Big Noon games, this this myth, and, and I've been telling people, Pickles, I've been telling you this for the years. I've been telling the viewers this for years. 
is that people do not want to watch games in the middle of the night. Uh, for one thing, some people go out to eat on Saturday nights. Some people like me go to bed early on Saturday nights because I've got stuff to do. I got another show. I got I got to do, go to church or whatever on Sundays. I do not want to watch a game that comes on at eight or nine o'clock Central Time, and that's nine or ten o'clock Eastern Time uh, with, with, with the clock stoppage on a West Coast game. And, and, and the game going into well after midnight on Saturday. Some nights I'm in the mood for that. Most nights I'm not. The reason why I'm saying this is Fox had it right to, to have a game uh, at, at, at noon, cent, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Those are the highest rated games out there. According to this athletic uh, report, people, hey, they're, they're doing work around the house. You know, you may have got your grocery shopping done early. Uh, the game comes on 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, uh, Dion has got it approved by Colorado. That would be 10 a.m. Pickles uh, Mountain Time. But they're totally okay with that. A 10 a.m. Mountain Time against Nebraska second week. But those are the highest rated games. Nobody would tell you that. That's the same people that think nobody watches sports in July. I mean, they're, they're just missing the beat here. Don't put games on in the middle of the night. You will get a good rating if you put a game on around 12 o'clock Eastern time on a Saturday. Uh, I love watching those Michigan games or Ohio State games that Fox has put on. Uh, what's this guy named Gus Johnson? Gus Johnson who calls those games? Yeah, yeah, and it – you would think, and people will be tailgating out there at eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. You know, they'll be tailgating out there. I went to uh, University of Tennessee last year, and I got there eight thirty local time. Eight thirty local time there uh, for a two thirty game pickles, and they were they were uh, uh, tail. That was for the Florida game. There were tailgates set up. There were barbecues set up, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And people's drinking and stuff. Um, not my cup of tea, uh, but I would grab a sandwich at that. I'll eat a sandwich anytime. You know, people barbecuing. It smelled really good, and it was like not. So that was five, five, six hours before the start time of the game. We know about how um, popular ESPN game day, and, of course, Fox has one now. Uh, which is gaining popularity as well. So these game day shows are, are really uh, are popular in the uh, college football area. So, yeah, Boulder. Uh, but those are highly rated games. You would not think that. But people like me, uh, they do not like to stay up really late in the middle of the night and watch games, you know. Uh, and so it, it uh, going back to the schedule, we play at TCU, probably lose that one. But they also play. Uh, I'm looking at their road games. They got you know ESPN's going to carry the Colorado State game. They'll beat them. But you know they got to play at Oregon. Oregon is recruiting like nobody's business. Bo Nix in his last year there. Uh, Dan Lamming, I think, has got as a former coach of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs is to recruit like nobody's business. They'll probably lose that Oregon. And they'll probably lose at TCU. But then they got USC at home with the Heisman Trophy winner there, Caleb Williams, and all that talent. Now, that'll be a pretty good game. But I think it probably won't because they're playing Oregon the week before that. So that's probably – that's that's three losses there. Uh, and then they got to play UCLA, Chip Kelly, throwing the ball. They might beat UCLA at UCLA, but – They'll probably be underdogs there, so that's four losses there. And then, of course, they got to play at Utah, so that would be uh, five losses. And, and and then before that, they have to play um, at Washington State. So, uh, you know, out of 12 games here, I mean, th this team could probably be uh, seven and five. And the most talked about seven and five team when I first read that Dion was going to take over and bring in a ton of players, I thought maybe nine and three. Nine and three would be a miracle at this point. Uh, but a seven and five, I just said, well, they were one and 11. Yeah. But that, but again, my thing is, I think that um, 
that Dion wants to be one and done, and I think it's going to be more like two or three and done. So if you're a Colorado fan and or just a college football fan in general, uh, he's going to have to probably slow down a little bit and, and work on some player development. I do not think he's going to get that nine or ten win first season. Now, he could. He could. I, I know Michigan State, I want to say their coach a couple of years ago, his first uh, – uh, uh, first go around, he got ten wins. He got ten wins there, and uh, did a good. He got a huge extension, and of course they kind of fell off last year. That's the thing when you do this transfer portal thing, uh, you're going to shoot up, and then you're going to fall back down uh, uh, and see what it does. Uh, Dion has that hype machine cranked up to eleven. Yeah, he's selling them pickles. He is selling them. The fact that they've gotten the most nationally televised games since 1990, the year they won the national championship. Pickles, didn't you tell me that Eric Bieniemy was on that team? He's the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders now, former coordinator for Kansas City uh, Chiefs there. And he's a running back on that team. So, I mean, it's a very difficult schedule. 50 transfers. His son, by the way, his son is considered a top eight NFL draft prospect. We're going to find out how good Schroeder Sanders is. Uh, Schroeder was a uh, Schroeder is uh, uh, is is his son. He's kind of thin, and he's listed as a top seven in if he were to come out. But listen to what this. Let, let me make sure I uh, hit this home right, folks. Fox always has to put in its most important game of the week in the big noon window. It's been the most watched window of any network each of the past two seasons, and that is, again, noon central, 12 p.m. Eastern. I wanted to make sure I got that right, and I'm reading it directly from the screen here. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I will be, I will be watching them, though. I will be watching for a fact. I want to see how good his son is. I've watched some of his Jackson State. That competition is not quite Pac-12 competition. Uh, But say, for instance, what if they pull off an upset and beat Oregon and then they play, uh, you know, USC with uh, one or zero losses, Caleb Williams. Now, this is going to be at Colorado, so that, that may help him there. Uh, You know, he's a much better coach than I've said than I thought he was originally going to be, uh, judging by what he's done in recruiting at Jackson State, and judging by listening to talk to Jim Jeffcoat, who played with him. Uh, Jim said, hey, listen, this guy right here, this uh, this Deion Sanders, I mean, you know, he wears the gold chains and does all this and talks all this hype, but this guy was there early. You know, he was there early and in, 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 uh, studying film on, on the facility, working out, he said he's very diligent with his work ethic, uh, and he's going to push you really hard. So I listened to an interview with his son. He's very confident. Uh, I think I think Schroeder's going to play really well. Uh, we're going to find out how well uh, here, here in a few months here, but I do think he's going to play. Uh, he's not going to be overhyped. I think he's going to play well. I don't know if he's going to play as good as Drake May or Caleb Williams, but I do think that uh, he, he's going to be talked about, and I do not think that it's going to be uh, over-exaggerated. I, I, th- I think he's going to that, – that's going to be some interesting stuff here. So, anyways, good stuff there, folks. I'm not sure where to start at. Now, you know what? Let me go ahead and get this uh, baseball story out of the way. I know I'm in Nashville. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Titans – going to talk about the AFC South here in just a few minutes, but changing, changing gears here. Uh, kudos to uh, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, pitcher for the LA Dodgers, uh, pushing back on the inviting of um, this. Let me make sure I've got this right. The perpetual the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. Uh, this is a uh, a group. It's, is a, it's called a charity, but really it, it, it is a, a group of men 
who wear makeup and, and they make fun of nuts, from what I understand. And, uh, you know, this next month is, is Gay Pride Month, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But, 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 and, and last year, last year, uh, the, the teams were made to wear these, uh, the Gay Pride stuff, the Major League, but which is so stupid. I mean, listen, man, here's the thing. And I say this about all type of stuff that's out of the ordinance uh, of the game itself. Baseball, America's pastime, right? America's passion is the NFL. Uh, and, and when you start putting in stuff that does not have nothing to do, politics, even religion, even religion here, uh, you're, you're taking away the concentration of the game. Dodgers are a good brand. They've got a really good team. They won the World Series a few years ago. But the whole league is doing this stuff. And if you say something, which players did last year, uh, you know, the media comes down on you. And then these teams cower. They cower to these groups. You know, so I started looking up into what is uh, – there's a, there's a lot to say here. You know, we go through this with, with, with all these groups – and, and, and my issue is not with the groups more than it is with with these teams that allow this stuff to happen and not just baseball. You know, we went through it with the NFL, went through it with, 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 with uh, the NBA here. And, and, and the truth of the matter is I looked up like the trans community. And the trans community is 5% of the entire United States, okay, and I guarantee you, about 99.9% of baseball fans are not part of that community, okay? They are not they're, – they're, people are there to watch the game, you know? They're, they're there to watch the game. They don't want to be uh, – and, 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 of course, the, the Dodgers, they, they, they say, okay, we'll have faith in family now. No, no, you don't need that. You don't need that either. This, the Dodgers, and, and this is what, if I am, um, if I am the Dodgers ownership, if I am all of the, the NFL, all of the NBA, I'm, I'm going to take that Dodgers hat. I'm, 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 I'm going to take that Dodgers hat, and I'm going to say, you see this right here? This, this, this blue hat, this traditional blue hat pickles. This says L A. That's the hat we wear here. And people from all, because think about it here. This this group, they, they mock nuns, and which is Catholic. And uh, a lot of the players are from uh, Spanish-speaking countries, which is huge Catholic. I mean, there, there's no consideration for, and I'm not even Catholic, but there's no consideration from the players, from your Latin American players, who are raised Catholic. You know, they're raised Catholic. Uh, but but my point is that that hat right there, that hat that 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 is all we're about, man. That that is, and we don't care what you do outside this stadium. But that hat is all we want to see in here. That's what we're about. We're about America's pastime. You know, the Major League Baseball has made tremendous progress in speeding up the game, getting it more interesting. Add excitement to the game with the pitch clock, uh, adding offense to the game with removing shifting, and stop letting these groups in here who have who, who are not sports fans. That's the thing about it. What who what what where are you getting this? You know, where are you getting this idea that these people want to see this stuff? And quite frankly. You know, I, I like this my, my man here. I want to give my man this guy Grant Boltma. Uh and and Robbie Starbuck. He's an author. He's an author's here. Uh, but let me let me let me give these guys credit for their quote. He says MLB teams do not force players to wear crosses or Christian paraphernalia on faith and family night. As a result, they shouldn't force players. They shouldn't force players to wear LBGTQ pride uh, paraphernalia. 
you know, and then Robbie Starbuck, these are guys, author also, he said, more news I confirm, a big group of MLB players will refuse to wear pride, trans flags, or any kind of this if asked by uh, their teams. This includes star players, a few strong men. Last year, I said you should do this if you're Major League Baseball players. And now this year, they're finally saying, listen, we're tired of this, man. You know, I want to concentrate on the game. I don't want the media asking me about this. I don't have a problem with this, but don't don't force your issues on me. I'm not asking you to wear a cross. Nobody's asking you to pray before the game. Okay. Uh, it, and not just Christian faith. I mean, the Muslim faith. There's a lot of different faiths, uh, different forms of faith. The, uh, people want to keep that to themselves that play. Remember, baseball's an international game now. You have people in, in, in Japan now. Uh, Otani's one of the best players in the league. You know, they don't want to have agendas pushed on them. You know, and and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a segment of this population, and it's a very small segment. And that's not about politics. It's about radicalism. And they're less than 5%, a little bitty pinch. And they're controlling the national narrative in this country. And it's because people are too afraid to step. And we outnumber them. We meaning everyday people who don't want to be lectured to. Okay? Everyday people outnumber those people. And I think people like Clayton Kershaw are finally starting to understand this. You know? Uh, we, I do not want uh, my, my niece used to be a volleyball player. Brittany watches the program. She's five one, maybe five two. Uh, I don't want her playing against a guy six foot three, who's a guy eighteen years of his life or whatever, and it says he's a woman who wants to go play. We're supposed to take that, you know. Listen to that agenda. But, um, so, you know, kudos to Clayton Kershaw. I wish they would just not have either night. Just, just, it's all about that L.A. blue hat. It's all about that team. Mookie Betts. It's about Clayton Kershaw. You know, go across the way to Anaheim. It's about Otani and, and, and those guys. Let Make it about the game. Make it about the pastime. Don't make it about divisive social issues or politics of any nature, of any nature. Uh, all 32 teams and and, and uh, 30 teams now in Major League Baseball, stock, that stuff is confusing. In uh, these groups that do this, they you want to say it's about acceptance and all this. To me, it's about child indoctrination. They know it and you know it. And, and, and people don't, it, it gets people's uh, round up. And, and people are too afraid to speak out against it, but I'm not, you know. And, and I don't care if ESPN does that. I don't care if I make another penny from this show. I'm sick and tired of this crap. I've been tired of this, you know. And But, hey, you know, the players are starting to say, hey, look, we got a little power too here, you know. We got a little, we're not, don't mandate us to do this. You know, if I don't ask you to wear mine, you don't ask me to wear yours. Agree to disagree. We're all players here, and if someone's like that on the – hey, look, man, that's your business. Let's go out here and win a baseball game, you know? So uh, kudos for that one, guys. Uh, people says association play ball here. All professionals should leave their politics and religion in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. And uh, players and shut the bleep up and play ball. And you know what? I'm looking forward to Pickles – on a side note of getting back into baseball, uh, I did at the beginning in April. And then March Madness started, then the playoffs started. I know the finals are going to be tomorrow, by the way. Jeffrey Deskovic will be on tomorrow at the beginning of the show. Uh, um, and I'm going to try to finish up as quickly as possible. I'm curious about this game one. Uh, but, but we'll be talking about that tomorrow. But, you know, again, baseball is is, is getting back to a good place right now. And uh, Ron Acuna, I want to see if he's going to keep up this pace here. I know the Yankees are starting to heat up bats-wise, but I'm going to get back into that. I'm going to try to talk as much as I can. I'm not really knowledgeable on baseball as much as I used to be. It's going to take a while for me to get back into it. But I'm looking forward to the play on the field. 
There's a lot of good storylines in the league. And this stuff, these groups need to stay out of it, man. You know? But anyways, okay. Back to the NFL. Back to the pigskin. Uh, I told you all I was wanting to talk about the... I was wanting to talk about the uh, AFC South. Now, we're having... Uh, we're having OTAs right now. And for example, Will Levis, Titans fans, he supposedly had a terrible OTA today. Now it's OTAs. Uh, we'll see. Usually you shouldn't have a terrible OTA. You're not going against nobody. Maybe this guy could be a bus. I digress. So that's one of the bigger storylines of the South, not to mention CJ Stroud going to Houston. Now, I'll say this. Now, Houston, and I'm going to get into all the schedules and everything here in just a second. I'm just giving you a preview, right? Uh, Houston played good football down the stretch last year. You know, they got D'Amico Ryans. uh, Better than average offensive line for Houston. Better than average offensive line. Love that. What's his name? Uh, Is it Damian Pierce? They're running back there, Pickles. Uh, second year guy could have a great uh, they, they uh, Lermy Tunsil left tackle. Uh, they they re upped him. Uh, they, they you know, they so they did some good things. And you know, the Colts they're good in the trenches. The Colts beat the they beat the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Okay, uh, guys like DeForest Buckner, this kid away, uh, Kitty Payway, I can't remember that uh, defensive end. He's a promising guy. I think they'll have Shaq Leonard back. So they're, these teams are much better than they look on paper. They're much better. And plus they got Gardner Minshew. So anyways, let's talk about Jacksonville. Okay. Now, Jacksonville, I told you that that we're still I still don't have an understanding of what Jacksonville um of what Jacksonville is going to do with Cam Robertson. He had some kind of PED issue, and that's their left tackle, okay? And then their right tackle, they traded, Jawan Taylor. So I'm just not sure. Uh, Jacksonville, I mean, yeah, they got Calvin Ridley. You know, uh, they got Calvin Ridley on their team. Uh, that The wide receiver, remember, he was suspended for um, – Calvin, Calvin Ridley was suspended for gambling. You know, he was suspended for gambling. So you, you've got him. Um, obviously, you've got an all-world quarterback that was bursting out. Remember, they got to the playoff with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, got to the playoffs last year. Great comeback. I predicted they would beat they would beat the L.A. Chargers there, and 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 gave Kansas City uh, fits early, but uh, you know, didn't work out. You know, Josh Allen on the defensive end there, and of course. Uh, uh, the other uh, guy they drafted uh, on the other side there. It was number one pick. Uh, I think his name was Washington or whatever. Uh, on the other side there. So they're, they're really good up front. Some issues at the cornerback position. And that tackle position, that is only my only really concern of this team. Now, they did okay in the playoffs. They didn't have Cam Robertson. And they lost the right tackle. So uh, that's my only concern. And, and and I think maybe Robertson may may not get suspended, but I just keep reading that, that he's possibly going to, but I don't know how much time. And 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 if he plays, that's fine. I think he got hurt actually last year too. So that those things, their pass rush, the running game, the weapons on offense, they're probably gonna win this division. All right. You know, and and looking at their schedule here, if I can find it, here we go. Now they open up against the the Indianapolis Colts at the Colts. Colts are probably going to play Gardner Minshew there. They're probably going to win that game. Now they've got Kansas City at home for the second week. I'll say this: that's a coin flip game. I think they match up really well against Kansas City. This team matches up really well uh, against uh, uh, Kansas City. I think they'll probably knock out Kansas City and Jacksonville, Pickles. It's going to be hot down there. 
Uh, we're talking uh, September 17th, okay? Jacksonville, Florida, hot mother bleeper down there, Pickles. All right. And then they've got Houston. I hope now Houston went up there and beat them last year in Jacksonville with their running game. And I told you this, Pierce is a really good uh, upgraded offensive line. Uh, now, I don't know if it's going to be Stroud. Stroud's listed as a starter. Uh, they've got some players on defense. Now they got Dalton Schultz. So, but I think they'll beat Houston. Now, the next two weeks for Jacksonville, they got to play. Yeah, they got to go to London. Go figure, right, Pickles? And play Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's much improved as well. Atlanta's much improved. Atlanta's going to have a really good running game with this, uh, I call him Alligator. It's like, like Al Jazeera or something like that. Al Jazeera Network, Pickles, remember him last year? But also they've got Bajon Robertson with the running back there. Uh, but they got to play Atlanta in London. But here's the thing. This is crazy. They got to play Buffalo the next week in London. So uh, two consecutive I don't. I guess they're going to stay two weeks in London. Their body clocks. I, listen, folks. I went down to Laughlin, Nevada. I don't know if you all remember this. Uh, some of you, the family that watches the program. I moved to from Nashville, Laughlin, Nevada in October of 2006, right after college, and took a job there at a newspaper. And they were on Pacific time zone. I lived there about six weeks. Things didn't work out. Didn't get along with, with my manager there. And I'll tell you, I could not get used to uh, uh, Pacific time zone in six weeks. I st- I was going to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock uh, Pacific time in October. Uh, all the way up to the time I left, I, I, my body could not, I was still on central time zone. I could not get used to, I love those early start games though. I mean, nine o'clock in the morning. That's that's awesome. Or ten o'clock. Ten o'clock when when the football game comes on. I love that. But I could not get used to it. I, I just could not get used to it. So they got two games in London. Jacksonville does. Buffalo and Atlanta. I'll say this: they'll lose one of them games. They will lose one of them games. All right. So that and then they come home. They they play the they play the Colts. By the way. Uh, Jacksonville's beat the Colts since 2014 every year at home. So I think they'll beat the Colts. And then they got to play at uh, at the Saints on a Thursday night. That's big advantage for New Orleans with Derek Carr. And then at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh had already had their bye week uh, uh, two weeks beforehand. That's before their bye week in week nine. I've got them going, um, having three losses at that point. I got them going uh, five and three uh, through the first eight games. I couldn't tell you the three. I think maybe maybe Kansas City, maybe Atlanta, maybe Buffalo, maybe New Orleans, and uh, I, I do think Pittsburgh will beat them. I, I think Pitts, yeah, going up to Pittsburgh before your bye week when they've done had one uh, midseason like that, they're physical. Pittsburgh's going to have a pass rush. Uh, I always got a pass rush. They're going to have a left tackle. They're going to have George Pickens is saying that I'm going to the Pro Bowl this year. Book it. And that's their lead receiver. But I think Pickett's going to have a bounce back year for Pittsburgh. So uh, at at their bye week at nine, again, I got them going uh, five and three. They're going to have three losses at that point. And then when they get back off their bye week, they got to play – the 49ers at home on the early start time. But here's the thing. The 49ers are coming off of bye week two. That's a 50-50 game. And then they got to play Tennessee at home. Okay. And down the stretch, you got them playing Tennessee at home at Houston. They could very well lose that game. Uh, I do got them losing to Cincinnati on Monday night. And then they got a short week to Cleveland. Then Baltimore back at home, and then they finish out at Tampa, Carolina at home, and then at Tennessee. I think Tennessee will beat them in, in Nashville. Tennessee's always matched up well against Kent. Tennessee had this team beat early both games, period. 
uh, last year. When Tennessee had all that offensive line problems, they had Jacksonville beat uh, before a bunch of foolish turnovers. Uh, here in Nashville, they had much control of that game. Tennessee's not going to be that injured this time. Okay. So my final analysis of this team, they're probably going to go 11 and six. They're probably going to go 11 and six. They'll they'd be very fortunate to go 12 and five. But listen, if that offensive line is shaky, I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence, but he is a little lanky and he can get caught from behind. He's, he's a tall guy. He's a long strider. And these little missile linebackers out here can catch him. Now, remember, Tennessee lost their best pass rusher last year, okay, uh, before the training camp. So, and again, the Colts are very good in the trenches. I'm, I gave them that Colts win at Indianapolis. But, hey, Indianapolis could beat them up there with the right game plan. And if Gardner Minshew is a starter, which he's listed as a starter, okay, so I'm going to be on the safe side. I thought they would be better than that looking. But after I spend hours today breaking down this early, look, I think the Colt or I think Jacksonville is going to go 10 and 6 or 11 and 6, excuse me, and, 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 and be the odds on in this um, in this particular uh, division here. And, of course, I'm still working on the division. Now, Colts, speaking of the Colts. Okay, now – Again, Colts, very good in the trenches where it counts. They got Shane Steichen. That's the offensive coordinator from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, remember he came over, I guess, Jim Ursay, the owner, I guess he was impressed with that kind of offense that the Eagles were running. Uh, remember last year, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. This team, the Eagles beat them by one point, one point last year uh this team did beat uh kansas city chiefs last year okay uh, like i said earlier their best player on defense shaq leonard second best for buckner's probably their best then uh he was hurt all year last year now let's see how he plays out this year but at some point i do think that anthony richardson the very raw but talented quarterback out of Florida. He might play at some point this year. And uh, I think that they're probably, they probably know that. And, and I, I think that they're probably, and they're not saying this publicly, but I think this team is probably playing uh, for next year and rebuild. But, you know, I do like this guy, Josh Downs, that they drafted. You know, they got Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Kitty Pay is who I was trying to say earlier. Pretty good front line to force Butner, Grover, Stewart. That's, that's a pretty good defense there. You know, Shaq Leonard, get, if you could just get him back there, you know, I think this is a pretty decent team, okay? Uh, you know, their road games, their road games at Cincinnati, uh, at Atlanta, at, of course, at Tennessee, but they, they got to play New England. They got to play New England before week 11 by. I could see them losing that game, okay, uh, at Baltimore. So, uh, you know, I, there, there's too much what if about the Colts. There's too much question mark. There's too much is Anthony Richardson. Because Gardner mentioned he's a nice player, but he's going to look good. He's going to look like that guy, Pickles, that with that beard. And I can't remember his name right now, but he, he he's played for about seven different teams. He'll get hot for two or three games. Um, God, what's his name? He I think he retired. He went to Harvard. He's got a beard. He's played for every team in the league, Pickles. And he um, sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's not. And. He's good for about two or three. That's about like Minshew. Minshew's going to look like a backup about week five. Yep. Yep. Fitzpatrick. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you got fixed magic, Chad. And when you got Fitz, fixed magic there, he could beat anybody in the league. Go beat Kansas City. Uh, 
Philadelphia, who's the best team out there right now? You know, Buffalo. And then the magic goes away. Then it goes away. That's Minchie. He's a poor man's fist. He's not even as good as Fitz Magic. Okay. So my thing is somewhere in the middle here, I'm gonna say maybe week eight, home against the Warlands. I, I think that they're, they're gonna bring um they'll bring Anthony Richardson in here. So I think this team's probably a five and twelve, six and eleven team, and they're going to have a really good pick next year. They're playing for next year, you know. They'll probably put Anthony Richardson in at that point. We know Richardson's super raw. Uh, get him some playing time here. Uh, this team is, like I said, they're good on both sides, and when you're good in the trenches like that, good things can happen. Good, good things can happen if you have a quarterback who doesn't completely blow the game for you. So uh, I think they're going to finish in last place in the division if we're uh, keeping up with things. Okay. Now, Houston. Did I say Houston? No, I didn't. I did not say Houston. Okay. Again, Houston. Now, they've already listed C.J. Stroud, rookie out of um, – <laughs> They've already got Stroud listed as a star. They said, forget Davis Mills and Casey Keenum, although I do like it. Damian Pierce, Pickles, going to be a great fantasy play next year. Uh, got D'Amico Ryans, uh, defensive-minded head coach. He's going to run that rock. He's, he's, he's going to run the rock, okay? And they picked up Dalton Schultz. Pretty good, pretty good hands. And free agency got the tight end there from Dallas there. Uh, got a speedy guy in the draft, John Michi, Robert Woods. Uh, he's passed his prop. So they're not going to really have a lot of speed on the receiver. But, hey, they've got Lermie Tunsil uh, locked in there at left tackle. Uh, Shaq Mason, uh, they picked him up from Tampa uh, in free agency. That uh, Mason is, is uh former uh, New England Patriot there. Remember, they, they got Will Anderson. So they're going to have a little bit of a pass rush. They're going to have a little bit of a pass rush of Will Anderson. They got with the, uh, I think it was on the third pick or whatever, uh, picked up Jimmy Ward out of San Francisco. Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley was coming together last year at cornerback. So you've got some pieces there on defense. Uh, this team could beat anybody next year. You know, they're, they're the team that you're thinking, okay, we got Houston. You know, we just played Kansas City or whoever. Um, we got past that. Uh, we got Baltimore next week or, or Pittsburgh or whatever next week. Uh, Houston, and you mail it in, and you're sitting there in the fourth quarter, and you're down, and and it's like five minutes ago, and you're thinking, what the bleep has happened here? But remember, this team took Kansas City overtime last year, beat Tennessee last year, beat, beat the uh, Jacksonville – uh, Jaguars went up there, beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville last year. You know, so uh, you know that they're uh, they're a team. I mean, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. I, I think that they'll probably finish ahead of the Colts. I, I think they'll, they'll they'll probably finish ahead of the Colts here, uh, six, eleven, seven, and ten, perhaps. Now, remember, this is the team had the number one pick most of the season last year, and uh, Lovey Smith went for two at the end to beat the Colts there, just to stick it to the uh, just to stick it to the ownership there, so they wouldn't get that number one pick and then they're going to the Bears, who later traded that pick. Okay, Titan fans, and this I know this is what you've been waiting for here. It's uh, forty nine minutes in. Um, did that on purpose, teased it, right, Pickles? Okay. Now, I have to be fair about Tennessee. Now, mind you, again, Harold Landry, best pass rusher, towards ACL in camp last year, done. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, they lose it. They give a game away uh, to, to uh, New York, go up to Buffalo, and just get a ton of injuries including Taylor DeWan at left tackle. Uh, you got guys like, who was it, Ben Jones getting hurt. 
Uh, I mean, just a makeshift offensive line. And now they've got four new starters here on the offensive line. But if you look at this team, they played competitive football. They had full – think about it this way. Even with that, all those injuries on the offensive line, okay, they had Jacksonville on the ropes, on the ropes in that last game on Saturday night in Jacksonville. They had them on, on the ropes in Jacksonville. And, of course, uh, the offensive line got the best of them. Uh, the quarterback there, Josh Dobbs, fill in. He gave up the big uh, fumble for a touchdown, and then Jacksonville beat Tennessee. But, you know, the year before that, Tennessee was at number one seed in the whole AFC, okay? Uh, Tennessee took a guy like Malik Willis, went up to Kansas City, pushed them all the way to the to the brink where the guy couldn't throw the ball. I mean, he, he, could, he couldn't get a first down. So I have to be – uh, I have to be fair about Tennessee. Uh, uh, you, you got guys like Trayvon Burks back. You've got a healthy Ryan Tannehill. Looks if, if they keep Ryan Tannehill. Now we're around this this pivotal tomorrow. Will be June first. Now tomorrow, Pickles. If if, if the if, if the tomorrow if they cut Ryan Tannehill to save money and Will Levis is a starting quarterback. Throw out everything I say tonight. Throw out everything I say tonight. Okay? Uh, I don't think nobody's going to get cut, but you just never know. Okay? But y- you look at the pieces. You're Andre Dillard, Peter Sonorski. Uh, what's his name? Bucknell, whatever his name is. The guy they brought in uh, from um, – they, 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 they brought in from San Francisco there. And they also uh, picked up, uh, you know, they have one start. They have two starters. Uh, they're, they're moving a new guy over to center there. And this periphery or whatever, uh, the right tackle out of Ohio State, he's staying there and he's staying put there. So your you're three to four offensive line, your makeshift in this line, I do think the offensive line will be better. I do think that Taylor DeWan was right. He Hey, he got his TCL toward he's suing the doctor or something like that. Uh, he was never right. He tore his ACL about three years ago, and he was never really right ever since. And he he said that. But this new line, if it's half as good as I think it could be, and 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 which is anything is better than last year. They were 32nd in the league towards the end of the season, according to Pro Football Focus, in the offensive line. And you look at Akano, the 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 tight end there who was really coming along there towards the end. I like him, okay? I like Spears, the running back. They picked up in the third round to offset Derrick Henry. By the way, this guy had a good run in camp the other day, really good run. He's quick, quick man. He's going to be a good player for Tennessee, okay? Uh, Burks, uh, this Cal Phillips guy that was returning punts, he had some fumble issues. He's quick. Uh, so I do think that they're going to be a lot better than people think. Front seven defensively, this team's top five run defense all year. That's a big deal. Uh, still got Kevin Byard as of today at safety there. Christian Fulton's back. Okay. Uh, this um, Caleb, what's his, Farley or whatever, McQuarrie, this McQuarrie, uh, uh, the second-year player. So they're going to be a little bit more experienced in the secondary. So this team is going to defensively, they're not going to be easy out for anybody because they're going to be healthy this year, supposedly. Okay? So, you know, I'm looking at this, and again, I look at Tennessee's schedule, and I think, okay, it's very rough early. And I mentioned that before. Thought I screenshotted their schedule, but maybe I didn't, folks. So let me double double back here and check here. They have a rough early start to the schedule. They play they play teams like um, uh, the Saints. They play the Saints early. Uh, you know, uh, I basically got them going three and three 
before before their bye week in week seven. And, and you know, they, they played Baltimore. Uh, they, they, they played Baltimore in, in London. So they got the London game as well. Okay. So, but you know what? They played those London. Last time they played in London, I thought I had their schedule. I've got everybody here scheduled, but Tennessee's. Okay. Either way. So they, they played Baltimore really well. Baltimore's got a new offensive coordinator here. Okay. I'm, I've got the schedule coming up here real quick here. Here we go. Here we go. I thought I had it screenshot. Okay. I think they'll knock out the, uh, the Saints early. Saints got... Uh, new system, new quarterback, head coach ain't as good as Tennessee. They go down, but th- but they've got teams like um, the L.A. Chargers in week two, at Cleveland in week three, and then they play Cincinnati at home. But Cincinnati, Cincinnati plays a Monday night game before that, and then they got to go on the road at Indianapolis and then Baltimore at home. Uh, not at home, it's in London. In week six, so I, I got to go in three and three there. I, I, I think Tennessee will beat somebody they're not supposed to. They'll probably lose. They, they may lose to the Colts for all we know. Okay, and you know they got a bye week. They play Atlanta at home. Then they play at Pittsburgh on Thursday. Bad matchup for Tennessee there. Uh, at Tampa, at Jacksonville, got them losing that Jacksonville game. Uh, uh, Carolina at home. I think they'll beat Carolina here. And then at my, um, did I say, yeah, at Miami on Monday night, they'll lose that one. They'll probably lose that Houston game because it's on a short week here. Uh, but they'll beat, they'll beat, they'll beat Seattle. Uh, they'll go to Houston and beat them. And I think, I think they'll beat, um, Jacksonville to end the season. So I got them going nine and eight, 10 and seven. Nine and eight, ten and seven. If they go ten and seven, now it's going to be a dogfight for the. Um, it's going to be it's it's going to be a dogfight for that last wild card. Like I said, I think the Jets could get that wild card. I think Miami could get that wild card. Um, I think Kansas City could get that wild card. I'm leaning towards the Chargers winning the West. Okay, I think Pittsburgh could get that wild card. Cleveland could get that wild card. Uh, the New England Patriots could get a wild card. So you start looking all in, there's only three. <laughs> uh, so I do think that Tennessee will finish second in this division. But that being said, could they win the division? Absolutely. Because I don't know how the situation with Jacksonville's offensive line and I don't know how good the fill-ins are going to be for Tennessee, but they're so well coached that they could they could find a way and win this thing at 10, 11, 6. But right now I got them, I got them second. I, I got them second. Uh, I've got Houston third, and I've got the Colts fourth in the division. Could that change? Hey, anything can happen, you know. Uh, and anything can happen. And, and, and things go south, uh, I think they maybe put Levis in at some point. I don't think that'll happen. I think Tennessee will be very competitive to the end. I think Tannehill's going to play this thing out. And uh, it's going to be exciting for Titan fans. I kind of got them just a little short. They're not as bad as I thought they would be. Uh, this GM will make a splash somewhere, Titans. Uh, so I, I do think that I, I, I think this guy's got a good eye for talent. I was really high, unlike other people, I was really high on this GM. Uh, I like their first round pick. Uh, I, I like that running back they got. Uh, I like that tight end they got in the fourth round. Uh, and Levis, hey, look, Levis with the second round pick, uh, I do think Levis is a is a low risk, high reward guy. They did not mortgage the farm for him. They did not trade up in the first round. Um, but we'll see how he plays out. We will see how he plays out. Uh, so so this is going to be a very interesting uh, division to watch between Tennessee and Jacksonville. But it's Jacksonville's to lose right now. It, as of right now with Ridley and and, and just, just that, that offense as a whole, 
the running game, their pass rush, their back end. Uh, and, and Trevor Burks could have a total breakout year and be like A.J. Brown. I, I read that he's lighter this year. Uh, they've got a good tight end. They've got two good running backs, I believe, that's going to be a hit right off the bat. I'm not as low as other people are on their skill positions. I'm just not. I'm not. Yeah. So, anyways, folks, if you like the show, uh, please share the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I will see you tomorrow. As soon as we get started, I'll have um, I'll have Jeffrey Deskovit on. He's a great guest, by the way. Uh, I'll have him on the first 30 minutes, and then uh, we'll go over whatever's popping. By then, I'll probably try to end a little early because I want to watch the uh, finals, too. Thank you, everybody.